it's crazy. This is like, I'm going, this is unbelievable. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we've been on the NDLC for six years now. Mm -hmm. Okay, been awesome. It's been awesome. Thank you. Well, hello, you're the one that came up with a brilliant idea. So, you know, hello. Anyway, so you've been with Bank of America, you've been Chase, you've been all these different banks, and you have brought this complex engineering um, platform of your degrees and everything you've done to the banking industry and be able to do a deep dive. So tell us some fun facts about yourself to get everyone get to know you. Well, I'm a total geek, you know, I'm just a geek. I, I, I like to solve problems. I've, I've built a career on running to the fire. And what I mean by that is just a lot of people, big banks, non-big banks, they don't want to really solve big problems because it's hard. It's hard because it's very complex. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of communication. There's a lot of relationships that go along with solving big problems uh, on a national scale. And being able to tackle those and take them on um, is really what I've been all about my entire career. And sometimes, you know, that bites you. <laughs> sometimes you're taking on things and people don't want to change. Right. Um, and sometimes they do. So it, it's a lot of dynamics with problem solving. It really is a career in turnarounds. And for banking, it's particularly hard because there's a lot of regulation. There's a lot of third parties. There's a lot of, you know, politics that right. all come to the table all at once. So you have to really be able to embrace all of that. And Patience is not a virtue of mine. So that you probably all also know. I'm not a patient person. So like, let's get working. Let's get dedicated. Let's solve problems and let's do it now. Um, so I've always had that, that thing about me that, that just keeps me going. Relentless pursuit of solutions. I love that. Relentless solutions. Think about you lived in California for many years. You're in DC, so we're bi-coastal right now, everyone. Um, and you know, we have all these fires now. And if you think about the fact you run to the fire, I could see you saying, okay, we gotta solve this problem right now. The fire's here, let's take care of business. Um it, it happened once, we're not gonna let it happen again. What do we need to fix a problem? And it's like when we started the NDLC, you came up to me and you're like, Desiree, I want a mentor, I want to help, I want to give back. I've been through so much, you know, what I've been through, you know, currently and going through and 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 seeing, we need to play this forward. And it was literally we were sitting down in that moment at our conference and say, we're gonna do this. And you had to fill in for someone who had to call at the last minute to get up and do a sheet talk for 20 minutes. You're like, right? I said, excuse me, get up and start talking. <laughs> uh, right? That's where we want. So you are so true to the fact of run to the fire and be dynamic and patience is not one of your strengths. <laughs> yeah, oh, and lessons learned. I mean, one of the things that is really, really interesting in today's world is, you know, we went through this whole housing crisis. That was like 10 years of work. But in reality, it was more like 30 years of work in 10. So, so many lessons have come out of that. Not only, I know we're gonna talk about credit today, I'm excited about that, but lessons learned from the housing crisis fundamentally have been able to produce more solutions for the COVID era. Not everything's the same, but there are some really fundamental lessons that we learned. And, and you know, being able to take all of those mm -hmm. and move them into today's environment to understand what works and what doesn't work and how to test it and how to get people on board. Because one of the things that's really challenging is 
people don't all want to be rowing in the same direction. So how, from a leadership perspective, right? And you've had this challenge. Yes. How do you get everybody rowing in the right direction with the same enthusiasm and the same courage to do change? Rowing in the right direction. I'm going to steal that phrase from you because that is so true. If you think about the Olympics, if they're not in sync of the eight-man crew, it's not going to work. That middle second. And if you're not, we could we could go down the path of mass. We could go down. The CDC just came out today and said that our scientists said the CDC, if you don't have a, a standard, you're, you're in your office. And if you don't have a standard for the air, then we're going to continue to do this. No matter how much vaccination goes down, the air through the vents, you know, you have to control that, go opening up all the buildings. So I'd like to have a few statistics. And this is, I, everyone who knows me knows, and when I introduce you, I'm just like, I, I'm such an awe. You have Anyone remember the white tents in Bank of America? 750 events Rebecca did in 24 months. That's an event a day to provide modifications on decision on site. So remember we had the meetings in the morning to where the agents came and the meetings in the afternoon and the, when the homeowners came and literally within an hour, they had, was it 200 people you had that were on site for one that were loan officers? More or less at least 200 yeah those people worked like crazy and they were on the road for literally two years and and location to location and these were hard hit locations this was miami florida detroit michigan you know you name it cleveland ohio like this is really important this is where the foreclosure epicenters were yeah. happening and people needed a lot more help and a lot more trust Yes. Then we were able to provide over the phone. It was just a critical turning point. And, and talk about those lessons learned, a lot of lessons learned. Sit across from some families who are in this situation, listen to their stories. That's really why I'm here today. Like I really understood then what the impact of housing crisis really was on families, on people, on generations. Mm -hmm. And that is a big problem to solve, right? Well, we are now in a different world, but a very similar world that we went through back then. And you were able to come in and say, what are we going to do? Went into the room with 30, you know, all uh, white men and said, we're going to do this. And we're putting our job on the line and really empower that and get that done. So you had to fight through those. And if you think about it, then we were at 2.1 trillion portfolio you were managing on the uh, umbrella. You curated millions of, of loans to say, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to gracefully exit. But this is where I go into our next chapter. But most importantly, you allowed them to have a mental state of mind to continue their journey and whatever that journey was and help those who you could. Um, and that being said, we're in that same boat today. And if we get in, jump into the, the credit situation, we're dealing with infusion of cash. We're dealing with, you know, we're, we're delaying student loan payments. We're delaying, you know, when you pay have to pay rent, um, how we're taking extra credit because credit's so easy to come by. And we're getting loans all over the place. And so even though we're not on our 10 year cycle anymore, we're, you know, we're kind of blew that one off the map here. <laughs> That's a whole nother world. Yeah. But how do how do we we look at the, the credit situation right now? Let's let's talk about a little about some of the uh demystifying credit, but also what are some of the things that credit are involved that 
people don't think about that when credit, you look at credit, credit's in my mind, a state of, of mind and, and how well you manage your functionality of everything that's going around you. So to break that down for us. Yeah, I, I, I look, I think it's a great place to, to start, but I'm gonna take us back one or two steps. Go for because it. I think it's really important to talk about the foundation of where we're coming from okay. in the United States today. Um, and I look at this as a national scale. So some of the things I, I, I work with, like the Fed data, the regulator data, the banking data, and, and really just consumer issues like, like CRA and low to moderate income. But about two years ago, the Fed came out with a study that was like one of those aha moments for people. They said 60 million people in the US, and these are adults, 60 million people cannot pay a $400 emergency. 60 million people who do not have $400 in a bank account in case their car breaks down, in case they need to change their locks because someone broke in, in case they need to put extra food on the table because someone is sick or whatever. They don't have any savings. Now, really easy to look at the averages, the stock market, the other things that we all do from time to time at least, and say, oh, we're really kind of okay. But the 60 million hit home for me. That people lot. of all ages, adults, cannot make ends meet. Then a year later, COVID hits. And we all know what happened with unemployment. Mm -hmm. So that fundamental problem has not changed. People do not have savings. Now, it's encumbered by less people employed, less wage earners, um, a curtailment in income, as well as unemployment that has never been seen since before, at the, what, the most since the Great Depression? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about leaving behind a whole lot of people. And those are families and kids, and those are generational impacts. So like housing was, to me, a big concern around generational impact. Somebody has to have a house to feel safe. Right. They have to have shelter to be safe. Now we're in a pandemic where all these things are now swirling and credit is at the fundamental center of someone's life. Do I go to school? Do I put food on the table? Can I put shelter? Can I be sheltered, whether it's rent or housing? There's a trillion dollars outstanding debt in credit card alone in the United States, in credit card alone. Personal loans, fintech lenders, we talked a little bit about this before you know, we started here today. Fintech lenders are the fastest growing personal loan providers in the US today. Over $400 billion, billion, that's a B. So credit got's a trillion, 400 additional billion dollars. And what is that doing? It's helping make ends meet, but it's also putting people in a really, really bad place. Because I like to say this, Desiree, it's really easy to get a credit card. It takes two minutes. Right. It's almost impossible to get out of debt. Well, think really about hard. this. I know some people who have seven credit cards on, from the same company. Yeah. There's a problem there. Yeah. Um, and when you're looking at I love that to have a coin to phrase two seconds to get a credit card 
never get out of debt or two seconds for a credit card, you know, put a scale on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is that we forgot the medical expenses on everything you added, the medical side of it, you know, do I go to the doctor? How do I go to the doctor? Do I have to stay home because you can't get to the hospital? You can't be in the hospital if, if you're the care provider, whether it's someone who's sick, especially if you have lingering conditions, you can't go back. So to add to everything you have on top of that and then getting those medical expenses get tapped on to your credit report, that's yeah. done. It's, it's a great point because your point is exactly why it's so difficult because people have their own individual credit problems. It could be student loans. It could be medical debt. It could be they had a prior bankruptcy. It could be seven credit cards. You know what? I've seen people with 30 credit cards and what they're trying to do is balance those payments and swap in their payments and try to get a lower interest. Interest rates are at a really high rate today, 36% or more in some cases. Can you imagine like $100 and 36% interest rate is a lot of money on that balance. And it's stacking up month after month after month. So if you wait, more and more is owed. Then the collector start, you start, and then what I call the wild, wild west of debt relief goes into full action. And wow. that is not a protection. That it, there are very few safe places for people to go. And it's very scary. So put yourself in that place. I've got a housing payment I have to make. I've got a car payment because I have to get to work. I've got, you know, one of my one of my two jobs I was let go from. They closed down. Now I've got a medical bill. I've got seven credit cards. I've got three kids. I got to put food on the table. This is what we're talking about. This is really hard. The, the thing that I think that the one of the biggest a hierarchy thing is is that the mental ability to address it now i'm going to say even rationally but just even have the vision to say i can manage that and that's why someone your organization um what you've been doing for all these years and your in your experiences and your decades of of being in that space and understand it from we were just talking what it's like to be on the other side of the table than when you were inside the table of all the different integrations going on to understand, to represent the consumers and how to better themselves and, and, and financially, not only in the credits, but starting, as you say, the root of the problem is you have to have the ability to to make them feel like this is doable. And that's why it's so important to have the layers and say, we start here. It's like, you know, if, if having a major serious illness or disease, you can't sit there and say, this is end all, this is what we do. You have to start in sections and each day take another day and feel better and be able to address it and go through the process. And that's what you gotta do with credit. And I think that's so powerful that you have to be able to look at it from a standpoint of saying, this is doable, but we've got to start here. And every little success we're going to, we're going to acknowledge it so we can grow and feel like we're making progress. Cause this is not gonna, it took you two seconds to get that credit card but you have 10 of them now and you have this, 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 and this. So it's going to probably take you a year, maybe two to fix this or even longer, but we got to start somewhere like that losing weight, that 2021, what are we going to do? We're going to have an inspiration, right? Exactly. Exactly. I wish that people like, there's two things that I think about when you start it's, it's trust and hope on one side of the ledger. 
Okay. And it's fear on the other. Mm. This fear or the lack of trust is, is what fundamentally keeps a lot of people on the sidelines, not solving, not addressing. I mean, it's kind of like the foreclosure crisis. Remember, people just didn't want to pick up the phone. I don't trust the banks. I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to lose my home. So credit is a, is a, a bigger universe of the same problem. So, you know, nonprofit credit counselors, we have you know, 1,600 of them and 54 companies across the U.S., that's fundamentally all they do. They help everybody. And by the way, it's not selective help. Anyone that calls can get help. And it's free, um, right? It, the credit counseling session is free. That's what we do as nonprofits. Now, we have specialized programs also that are not available in the market. So if you're thinking about, well, I have one credit card and it's with one bank. I could call the one bank and I could negotiate. But now what you have is you have seven different banks, a mortgage or a rent due, a student loan, a medical debt, a personal loan. Think about it. How are you going to navigate all that? When, by the way, not everybody has a finance degree and an accounting degree. Stuff is Even really if they tough. did, it doesn't matter. They might not do it right. <laughs> right. So... We have helped millions of people, but there's so many more people. And that's the, the run to the fire problem for me. There's so right. many more people who need so much more help. Well, that's why we're here is really dig in to say what the rules, what the, you know, you know me, it's always about getting outside the four walls. And that's why we go live with the NDLC principles. And this month is called Believe. You know, the month of, of, of February is all about the self-belief and to believe it, whatever you can, your mind can, can achieve, it can conceive. So with that being said, you know, our rule number one you have down, managing credit can be as simple or as complicated as you make it. And for me, that really amplifies, pick up the phone and call NFCC. Pick up the phone and call someone that you, is not in it for the money because you're free is not in it to do anything that's going to be, you know, that the, the, the ideas is that you get to say, I help these families, I help get this going. And then you tell your friends and your friends. And the whole idea is, is that that passing of the torch, that generational uh, conversation that they're here to help because you were on the other side and you've already proven. And this is where I think that that application of proving that you did the um, you saved all those loans and, and homeowners and, and got their, you know, 25% you had writing off in some of those mortgages that were unbelievable, $250,000. And now let's go back to square one and say, fix the credit and how are we going to do this? Let's talk about the rule number one. Yeah. I, I mean, well, back to believe, I mean, taking that very first step mm -hmm. is means you believe in someone. Um, it does. It really does. It means you believe also enough in yourself yeah. to trust a, a trusted party to, to, to help you navigate this. Because I would say it's never simple. It's never simple because it's, it's you, it's your family. It's um, personal. It, 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 it is so personal. Um, and, you know, we know that talking about this stuff is really hard. So you think about, well, if I call my bank, I'm going to get somebody that's, you know, reading from script and, you know, has the right things to say. And no, you need to have someone who understands it's, it's 
you did not cause this problem and you're looking for that trusted help and developing a roadmap toward that help is what we do. So pull the credit, what's on your credit report and why, what happened? Understanding your side of the story is really important. Listening is really important and make, making sure that they, somebody, individuals and people know that it's private. We're not gonna run to the banks. We're not gonna run to your landlord. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna put you in a place that you don't wanna be. So that really that trusted building that roadmap over time. And, and look, sometimes Desiree, to your point earlier, it's not like uh, five weeks and you're done. It's five years at some times, but five years on something you can do and you can afford and you can sustain. Right. And you can put some savings away because one of the things I'm really uh, bent on, that's the right way to say it. I was going to say something else, <laughs> but is, is people need savings. Yeah. People need savings, savings for a rainy day, savings for when someone gets sick, savings for your kids. Like there's lots of reasons. And, and this culture in the U.S. has been anything but that enabling yeah. that whether it's the minimum wage, and we could probably talk about minimum wage all day long here, but maybe a separate topic. Right. But we need a living wage and we need plans. We need to help people. We, it's this principled approach to helping people out of debt. Not, we have a principled approach in getting them in it, right. but now how do we fundamentally develop standards? And that's the whole policy angle of this. What products, is it modifications? Is it forbearance? How do we help people out of persistent debt when they can't help themselves? And, and that being a safe place to be. That's, that's the tough equation, right? Uh, well, absolutely. And I think, you know, you hit, you touched on something that really is powerful. You know, we talked about the personality. You could see in your voice, you could see your body language. I mean, this is what's so cool is that even though we only can see from the chest up, but we can see your movement and oh my gosh, and you can see the passion and conviction you have to do this. Um, again, Dave, you, you've been in the, you know, the residential side for so many decades of, of getting a home ownership. So you clear up the credit, you can actually go and get a loan and get a home. Um, and, and have those four walls and sanctuary that we started, you know, five, six years ago here at the group saying, you know, what you do behind your four walls. And if you want to live in like I do with all these antiques and crazy stuff, that's okay. It's my home. It's my life. But the thing about the personal side is, is that we don't trust the doctors have a rule. You're not allowed to operate on your family because the idea is, is that you get involved and you don't think rationally and you get, you know, you don't sit in the frame of as a doctor, how do I treat this patient? So from a, from a credit standpoint, you might have someone who's a relative who's in the lending business or in real estate or as a CPA, but going to someone who has completely no, um, what's the word interest is that, 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 you know, can be misled by, and you might not tell everything too, because you want to harbor, you know, doctors only as good as what you tell them of everything that's going inside you. So going to an independent uh, company, going to a place that, you know, like you say, it's, it's managing can be simple or complicated. You have to tell everything. You have to lay out your cards and know exactly. Mm -hmm. So when someone asks you, you know, why did you open this credit line? Why you, why, you know, how are we going to help this? And what is the story behind it? You might not tell that friend 
or someone else, because even though they're trusted to what level of trust, we're a complete stranger, you would trust more if you have that full capacity to understand they have no tie to anyone else, the banks, the IRS, whatever, they, they feel comfortable that have that conversation. So I think yeah. that's very, very powerful. Yeah, and it's it's a hard first step to take because people don't really know. Nonprofit credit counseling has been in the in the United States for over 75 years. Yeah, do we know? And it's helped tens of millions of people. But it, you know, it's the best kept secret. It's a real problem. People don't know about it, so they don't reach out for help. Well, one of the things we're trying to do is this campaign around awareness. Um, and helping people to build their own roadmap on their own terms to get yeah. out of debt and to be there. And importantly, you know, it's, it's like being on a, on a team. You know, everybody has to play their position. So, you know, if we're going to win the game in the long term, we need you need to have someone who knows you, cares about you, um, can give you solid advice um, and can keep you going. Because there are going to be those times where it's like, I just can't do this one more day. Pick up the phone and call. I think it's a great example with the doctors because financial health and being healthy medically, there's a really important tie there. Mm -hmm. When people are, are not feeling well financially, they get sick, their immune systems are less, yep. they're more apt to take chances, other things, but those two things tying closely together and having an advocate like your doctor with a nonprofit credit counselor to help you along the way in a very important, uh, trained and non-judgmental way to get you through it. I like the fact that you highlighted along the way and that the fact that this is a nine a one top top i call up you give me the you know what we'll say a booklet and here's a checklist go do it and go off you're like that that personal trainer that keeps up on you checks up on you did you do this did you why didn't you well i had this well okay so before you make that decision to pay this off or do this or do that call me to figure that out and that's one of the biggest things i have about cpa so be honest um let's take it to the uh, other direction those of us who own small businesses or those who are, you know, navigating, you know, I'm out of work and now I start a new company or whatever that's going on. You take a triple P loan with the, with SBA or an idle loan, or you go get some kind of cash flow injection or not injection. Um, how do you manage that? And having someone that's not just about the cash being here is how do you set that out? And so my thing from the CPA was I went to the, you know, you go to the CPA and you say, I need to talk to you about this. Well, if they're so overwhelmed and the rules are changing on a regular basis, you can't make that informed decision because of what's going down where you're sitting here going, I'm not being paid, the CPA gets paid, you're not getting paid, but you are being subsidized obviously by the agencies um, and what you work doing. But the idea is you're here to help the people understand fundamentally that themselves understand how to, to navigate to grow and experience and and know not to make the same mistake twice where mm -hmm. instead of just paying for someone to do it so you're educating them in the financial mindset on credit versus on being just a a um you know oh this is what you need to do okay i'll just do that yeah i i mean it's complex desiree it's complex 
And, and it does take time. It takes a roadmap. It takes someone who is certified to help you. The other thing I would just want to point out is there's lots of scammers out there. There's lots of fraud. You don't know where to turn. Um, you know, I sit on the CFPB Consumer Advisory Board. And, you know, one of the things we've been really working on and trying to reemphasize is how do we make sure that consumers, when they're looking online or other places, that they know it's a safe place to go? It's a really difficult question. I don't know that we have all the answers yet, but, um, you know, people need to be aware. They need to, like, even if you called a nonprofit credit counselor and said, hey, do you know this company, that company? What about this? Like those people are here to help you, even with that question. That's really important. But then we get into what do you need? How do you need it? You know, what are your real, what are your real goals for the next year, two years, three years? Maybe you want to send your kids to school, but you don't have any savings. How do you do that? So there's lots of different questions that you might have that some people will just charge you a fee up front or they may take your money or they may give you bad advice. You just have to be really careful with that choice. I love the fact you brought up the CFPB. It's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And what's so important about that is, is that if you think about the name, Protection Bureau for Consumers, it's here mm -hmm. to help you don't get victimized by it. And when it first started out in 2011, yes, it had a little slow going, but now, you know, with advisory board being on there with, with the experts like Rebecca and stuff on it, it really, and there's an advocacy side too, that even, that even monitors to make sure the CFPB is doing their job. So with the ombudsman side and the advocate side, so we, as NRDB as a group, we've been involved in that group for, for many years. So it's really the depth that as I like to say, you know, the new term is weeds, go into the weeds. We really go in the complexity and we talked about that. So love, love, love that. And that's very important that, yeah, I have a friend down here or we go to the personal side. Well, there's a local group that might do this and they say they're a nonprofit, you know, at what point? And I think that's exceptional. So if we go into rule number two, the credit pool has a lifeguard. If you apply that to like the CPB, you apply that to, does it sound too good to be true? What are we looking at? You know getting out of it is not so how, how give me some examples of someone um or something that you think is is would be really relative to our audience because remember we're talking about from poverty to the infrastructure to home ownership to being business owner because credit involves all those spectrums yeah credit uh, credit is in everything credit is in everything so and it's better to know how it's going to impact you than put your head in the sand. Yeah. Even if you have had mistakes in the past, that's okay. Ha mistakes happen. Now, what do you do to go forward to rule it? <laughs> so to manage it, you're gonna rule this credit. Um, but it, it is really scary if you don't know how credit scores work. Okay, credit scores go up and down with different things. And there's so many different scenarios of what can drop your credit versus what builds your credit. It's good to know both. Who can help you do that? So, you know, what we do uh, fundamentally in nonprofit credit counseling, we'll go through that credit report on your terms. So what's brought it down? How do you rebuild it? How long will that take? What are the steps to take? But I think credit score 
which by the way is in people, some jobs look at credit scores, some tenants, to be a tenant, you have to have a good credit score. Like it's per, per, pervasive, that's the right word, pervasive in our, in our country. And it's scary. So like managing your cash is one thing. That's really important. Put food on the table, pay your car lease um, or your mortgage and, and pay your bills. But the other thing is, how do those two things actually equate? And is my 640 as good as I'll ever be? Like maybe I went from 580 to 640 and that took five years. Well, how do I go from 640 to 700? Is that good or bad? And, and how do I do that? Um, and what are the drivers? So those are fundamental things that, that it's really important to know. Even, in fact, you know, some of these free credit reports online are great because you go in and just pull it, understand where you are, understand what it says. Uh, go it's CFPB, we're talking about the CFPB. They have a lot of good advice. So if you just want to go to the CFPB.gov, look, and by the way, nonprofit credit counseling is on there as a recommended step. Um, but it's really important to educate yourself. I think it goes back to the more you know, the better. And it can be scary. It can be scary if, let's say, I'm not a math person or, you know, I'm not sure. I don't even have a bank account. What does that mean? Or, you know, I had a bank account. Now I don't. Or, yeah, there's so many different scenarios. So what I can tell you is statistically tens of thousands of people who have gone through credit counseling over a five-year period have not only improved sometimes up to 50, 60, 100 points on their FICO scores during that time, managed their credit beautifully, and were not experts when they started, not experts at all, but it's building the roadmap, learning along the way. And then by the way, teaching your kids, having discussions at the table, mm -hmm. like the whole conversation about financial capabilities and savings and some of those fundamentals really start at home starts with that that kitchen table conversation and and getting your kids excited about talking about that and why it's important well you have i love the roadmap side because you have the the financial the cash aspect of it but then you have the credit so do i take you know some of the misnomers is that i'm going to take my money and pay off this credit card versus then keep this money put foot on a table but i'm going to manage it what credit cards have a higher debt what's going through the different scenarios do i go out and do i allocate time to it and i kind of like the idea that that you talk about the kitchen table maybe from having you know if you think about the family offices the uber uh, ultra high net worth individuals they have family time to sit down and work for the business that's why it's called the family business in the aspect of family office so having that said you allocate an hour that you sit down um, at least a couple of times a week and you you have the discussion with the parents, but the kids are there too, mm -hmm. to talk about, okay, so this is how much cash we get today. This is how much we might get there for the week, but this is where this money is gonna go because it's gonna allocate with this kind of credit, I can have this kind of scenario. And, and uh, teaching our children at a young age, mm -hmm. I think is the power of the value of money. You know, the disparity we have between the richer getting richer and the poor getting poorer that we've got to keep the middle we've got to keep it it growing together and i think credit you know we worry about going to starbucks and having a cup of coffee and if we don't go to coffee and get a cup of coffee every day we could save x amount of money and apply that to something else right in the whole scenario 
same thing with credit. If you have one that's at you know 13% versus a one at 9% or 6%, which one do we pay off? Because the IDA loan, you know, you can right now get it at three and three percent interest or even a PPP loan, even if you don't qualify, you get a one percent. In your lifetime, you ever seen that cheap of money? <laughs> no, never, ever. <laughs> no. In real world, that's free money. So you take that money and pay off this credit card because it's this high. And yes, you have your business wrapped into it. But the idea is you need to figure out, you need to put down the time to manage cash flow, manage credit, and manage the idea, whether it's on a, uh, like you said, 36%. Who would ever think in today's world that you would have a 10% interest rate go up to 36% because you don't have a payment because you miss one payment when you hear interest rates on a on a 30 year fix at 2% the it, the disparity is not one and one well, i call it the tax because people who have real difficulty having savings or making a rent payment or you know even paying off their credit cards um, have a huge tax renters statistically in the united states today pay way more on average dollars out the door for no equity, no wealth building, nothing. And, and, and a part of the work that we do in preparation for home ownership is really get in good habits, pay off this debt, watch your score go up. It's exciting. Like every month your score's going up, it's, it's fun, uh, make it fun. <laughs> um, but, but, but reality is like making sure you're making wise decisions with a trusted partner that you can call anytime, day or night, send an email and you know, you're not in it alone. These things are really difficult. You're not in it alone. And you know, there's some great stories about great people that, like they start out like saying, I'll never do this. I've never been out of debt. I, I, I'm swimming in debt. I've got collections. I've got my phones ringing off the hook. It's terrible. Two, five years later or four years later, I'm on the path to savings. I'm going to go back to school. Like it really can happen. It, it's happening every day. Is it an effort? Absolutely. But, you know, don't be selfish around it. Think about the others around you because you will become the role model. They're like, oh, I saw what they could do. I wanna do that too. How do I do that? And just that, it will change your life. It will change your life. I, and people, everyone who's following us and, and, on the, on, and listening to us on, on live um, and the recordings that you follow through, um, this is, we're talking hard hit areas. We're not talking just you know, someone who had a job, you know, is making $50,000 a year and then, you know, has a few debts and get right back in job. We're talking some that have never earned more than X amount of money. And, you know, you talk about 36, um, you know, percent interest rates on credit card to get it to go that path. You know, we're talking still NSF funds. You know, the amount of money, the biggest wealth that a bank makes is from the NSF. And those are from the, off the backs of people who are not managing their credit or are not managing their cash flow. Well, that's a great point. I mean, overdraft fees are really difficult. And, you know, there's two sides to that coin for sure. You know, um, it's kind of like a short-term loan, but it's at a high, high interest rate when you think about it. Like mm -hmm. you think 
payday loans are high, you know, try a overdraft fee, 500% sort of plus interest rates. So it, it's important to, again, cash flow is one side of the coin. Repairing your credit over time is the other side of the coin. Those two things marry in the future because as your credit score gets better, your access to credit gets better and cheaper. So yes. that tax that we're talking about, I thought the, the poor tax starts to lessen and lessen and lessen. And all of a sudden your cash flow is in a really different place in five years or four years or three years or two years than it ever was. And more importantly, and I really believe this, the mental stress That's of that situation starts to go down. I was like telling um, people like, well, you know, try being poor for a day or two. It's hard. It's hard to be poor. I've been very fortunate in my life. That's why I'm here doing these things to help other people figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it does. One person, one family, one generation, one community. It impacts everything. You start really addressing it. it. Well, the poor tax, I definitely gonna start using that a lot in the conversations I'm having because you know timing's critical, collection agencies, credit score implications, mounting fees, increasing you know um, increasing interest. That is you know we just talked about going from ten to thirty six. You're talking about you know um, that poor tax, and if you think about that, I think that is a great reward system of of, of literally of in a positive sense saying you want to you want a poor tax or you want to avoid the poor tax. This is what you need to do. And by by aligning the word poor tax words with uh, with that, I think then people then will really gravitate to it because it's, a, it's an alignment of connection of saying you're being penalized for this. Because until you put down a true penalty to go with it, I'm a real stickler on you charge me interest because I was a day late on payment. I pay my credit card every single month and now you're gonna charge me you know, some little fee, but still that that's money, my money that you should be taking because I couldn't get through the line, the internet's been down, whatever, whatever. So that in itself, if you're thinking about in the scale of what's being done, um, that's huge. I love that, Rebecca. I think, um, you know, coining, like we coined Sanctuary years ago, that, that life because of my dog, I love to see the poor tax be aligned to you're being penalized and you don't want to have that poor tax added to you. I think that alignment is, is huge. And it really takes us into uh, rule number three, the short game is, is important because the long game is everything. Yeah, the short game is you have to reach out. You have to start your roadmap. You have to have a trusted partner um, I don't think you can do it alone. I think that's what I see as a big barrier. Like it happened during the foreclosure crisis. People, it's the fear of reaching out and not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing that you have a trusted partner, not knowing that it's going to be better versus worse. Reaching out to a trusted source start the discussion it doesn't happen to happen in one call or one video chat yeah but you have to find someone that you can connect with 
because it really is that life-changing event over time. I always, you know, tell people that come to work in my organizations, like, when you look back the next 12 months, you should feel good that you've done more than you've ever done. And what that does to your career and your person and your excitement about solving problems and adding new programs or whatever it is you're working on or helping more people. Right. It's just same thing goes here. The short game is get started. The short game is the hardest part is to get started. Well, okay. So if we take this into a real, real world of our frontline workers, they were working a year and a half ago, they are a year ago. Um, they were working what 20 hour days and they were coming back mentally exhausted in the thought mm -hmm. of, you know, I've never seen so much, especially in, in the ICU and, and everything else mm -hmm. going in. And they're trying to, I mean, imagine the, the you, you heard a little bit of it. Who's paying their bills? If they're to be demanded to be on call 24 hours a day and they're mentally just trying to cope with this and what to be done, trying to save a life versus pay my bill. And that whole thing that came through it to go clean that you know, scenario, having that someone who can say, okay, well, can we justify that because we were out saving lives or we were, you know, part of that whole thing, especially in New York and, and, and some of the other hot spots that's first started this, um, they, the fear of, well, I was so good here. I mentally can't absorb this. I think the idea of fear and, and forcing our priorities to take the time to do it. I think fear is one huge, probably 80% of it, but 20% of it saying it's got to be a priority because it's going to help me have clarity in my mind and clarity in, in having a goal set. Because when you get structured, I know personally for me, when during the 2020 section, the last quarters, it was like we've released the NDLC principles the week before the pandemic hit. And here mm -hmm. we spent months curating those principles on, on you know, acknowledge trailblazers on, on pass the torch, on believe and listen, speak out. And these principles were not just about women, they were about all different economics and, and societal and everything you could put into it, you'd apply it to everything. And we look at that and I go, we have to bring this back out to we make it a daily mission, not a one time off. So the whole month of February's belief. So every day, you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe you can get it done. You got a self belief of taking care of your credit, applying it. Think before we act. The ability to have an engagement on someone who's keeping me accountable, the NFCC. It's someone that you find someone you like. And I always say this it's not about the company, it's about someone that you connect with, someone that you really gels with your personality. Because you can be the best at something. And if you don't get along with them, you know, if you don't like your doctor and he, he might be great, but mm, you got to be able to connect. But sometimes tough love is better too. <laughs> right? You don't want to hear it because I'm it an enabler. Be. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, but not always. So we're yeah. in a discussion. Um, but you're really... The, the real thing about the credit is, is that you've got to believe that it is the core and the root of you being, this is how people look at you, companies look at you, um, uh, you know, the world revolves around how it's going to analyze, are you a good risk 
and how much debt you have, how much you paid off, you know, what circumstances have gone through it. So you got to tell your story. And this is what we're doing right now is we have to come back to the legacy of telling the story. And by showcasing, in my opinion, where you've gone, what you've been through, because you've gone through the ringer in, in your career and ups and downs and informational and things that you've proved yourself how great, but it took, you had to stay true to the course. And that's what credit's about is staying true to the course and say, I can get this done because cybersecurity, all time high, people stealing credit, people taking advantage of people's um, ability to say, I am you with technology right now. So if it's not for you because you lost a job, it could be because I know that I have some relatives who actually got their credit stolen. It took them three years to clean up their credit because it was stolen. So understanding an agency. So talk, if, if we go a few minutes left. So talk about if I had my credit stolen and it was completely shot, do you work on that? Well, that is all part of the roadmap. It is really hard to do these things alone. It's really impossible. If you think about like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, not much technology. Your data wasn't being sold and shared. The fraudsters had a harder time getting to you. Now it's so easy and it's so dangerous at the same time. So build your team, have people around you. Nonprofit credit counselor will be on your team. And you know what? Take credit for that. Always people are like, well, you know, it wasn't really me that did it with somebody else or this or that. You did it. You take credit for it. You show people the way. It's really enlightening. It really is. So many testimonials, so many, like you read some of these testimonials and like down and out for years and phone calls and changing bank accounts and the IRS after them and all this. And, and today, you know, in a whole different place, emotionally, mentally, knowledge-wise, learning along the way. So that can be fun. Um, but most importantly, able to provide for you, for your family, for your community, what matters to you. And meeting people where they are. I think so many people say, I want to create products. I'm going to shove them out there and, 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 and uh, force people to take them. No, that's not how world, the world works. It's not how people work. Right. Building a personalized what works for you may not work for me, may not work for somebody else. What works for you and taking that first step. It's, well, it's exciting, it really is. You, and, and, and thank you, thank you for doing this because the idea is, is that there are so many different you know, uh, financial literacy courses out there. There's so many different, you know, I call them silos because the thing is, is that financial literacy is not gonna dwell on just credit. It's gonna give you the overarching spectrum. You know, and, and we live in a world that we can talk to each other so regularly, we, easily, okay? We now seeing each other more than we ever seen before, but we're all not seeing it because you only see this much of me and what I'm really doing behind the scenes is completely something different. Uh, we saw that with people not wearing any clothes on the bottom half, but that's a whole other story. So the idea, <laughs> right? So what I'm trying to say is, is that we have become so solid, siloed as a, a society that we have to look, and this is why this organization exists, is, is that we're elevating women, bridging the industries and changing the world. And here we are 
we're saying find someone and or in an organization that really specializes in how to help you credit wise in all different elements because then you're going to realize oh i didn't know this is how it works so if i did this and this in my business or i did this and this and this and i was able to show someone with all the different ways of, of taking advantage of systems we can share a two-way street not only from you know starting from having no credit or having really bad credit or how i mean there's another thing how do i even get credit how do i do you do you do you help in that yes like that that's so many people and, and, and the technical term is invisible or underbanked or right. invisible credit what have you but it really is about how do i build credit to help me have more access in the future without that tax right how do i get the best for me the poor tax i love that because you notice how people there's an article oh well you know amazon didn't pay you know they had made how much money and they didn't pay tax mm -hmm. well obviously there's ways to you know defer and, and all that kind of good stuff but think about it who what did you say the the poor are paying the tax that's why we have a poor tax versus than the rich tax yeah. it's a whole different thing so okay so so we have three roles managing credit can be as simple as complicated as you want obviously we went through that uh, the credit pool has a lifeguard. NFCC is one of the greatest, the oldest, the biggest, uh, been around forever. And you hear the helm of Rebecca. I mean, the fact that she went through from a complexity engineering degree, but more importantly, she went through the financial crisis. She was in there at the in, in the fire, uh, went into the boardroom um, as the only woman. Uh, we could go on and on, but the idea is, is that, be too excited. Um, but changing and understanding. And the greatest thing about that is that patterns, sitting on the CFPB advisory council, if you see that something is, is kind of a repetitive thing, it's what I love about this world of communication, is that you can go and say, you know what, this is something we could do to change. This is something we should make a, a, an adjustment to. We are, we are here to help navigate and, and help improve the rules and not just be here to be, well, this is the current role and we're only gonna play by this game. How to make things better. Because if we don't as a society change things, we can't be living in the 60s and 50s and 40s. We have to grow with it. So they think that's huge. And so the short game is important, but the long game is everything. So we heard it's going to take, you know, could take up to a couple of years. It could be up to five years. But mm -hmm. hey, realize that game now. And in six months, you could do it. And you hear these companies that, oh, I can rescore you. I can flip in 30 days. At what cost, at what value? Is it really changing your habit or is it just to get you a home to put you into a different bracket? So I love, don't just give me the food, show me how to make it because guess what? I couldn't buy it from you. I need to be able to make it. So that manufacturing of how we take care of it is so important. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So tip of the day, would you like me to read it? Yes, please. <laughs> If you are an individual who is struggling with repayment of your credit obligations, or if you are a lender and or underwriter and or financial advisor working with someone in that situation, consider the short and the long-term value of nonprofit credit counseling provided by the NFCC network of counselors who can be found by visiting nfcc.org. So there you go. So you're on the CFPB, you are at the helm of the financial crisis of curing and saving of, 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 you know, we're going to lose billions, but save hundreds of billions and hundreds of millions of homes, 
change in their life. So you have the top experience at the top agency, the longest agency doing credit counseling. It's free. It's in it for the long game. Did I miss something? <laughs> Great personality, real mom, <laughs> has kids, understand. <laughs> at the same time, you live the life of it's a journey. And if you can have a small success and say, you know what, my credit score went up, I was able to get this and change. And that's where, you know, I know groups like Face, um, you know, hey, Pen that you met um, and the great work that does together, you know, you're there to work with, with the locals and the information that you share, like you said, you have. So you said 1,600 different counselors or offices. So give it, give me a, a two minutes now. Yeah, 1,600 certified credit counselors in the nonprofit world, 54 nonprofit certified agencies across the country, working in every state, Puerto Rico, Guam, all the territories everywhere. So easy to contact by phone, by email, look on our website, we'll connect you free of charge. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's really about being aware of that and taking that first step. And, and, you know, five years sounds like a long time, but every month you're feeling better. You're like building that confidence, building your knowledge, getting to a better place and getting rid of those taxes that you don't want. So it really is liberating and it happens pretty fast when you feel good about it. You say five years is a long time. It is, but think about it. We have now been 12 months. Yeah, yeah. And we're all getting better. Hopefully most of us are getting better on, we still have the ebbs and flows of good and bad. And I think the credit aligns with that, that it's just a matter of make it part of your business to understand what, others are going to judge you for on getting access to capital and that credit has to be the focal point and yes there's been talk about how we're going to do credit score changes and there's alternative credit and there's you know we have the you know get your your edison bill and your utility bills and insurance bills but all that is about how do you leverage you pay now do i pay a service fee to go with it and what is that costing me and i love the way you said it's 500 percent more if you do on the NSF funds versus going at that short-term loan. So rephrasing things, I think is probably the most valuable thing because we all get caught in the cliche, trusted advisor, you know, you know, it, you know, I, I like to say that with you, you know, inclusiveness. Well, mm -hmm. everyone uses the same word, it gets overused. So I like the fact you call it the poor tax, understanding the poor tax, applying the number system go with that. Um, and if you can equate that, I think we're going to get a lot more people to understand the awareness of what we're talking about versus then just being, you know, it's the word listening and absorbing need to get that focal point, right? So we're going to do a Photoshop, everyone. So you're going to have to bear with me because I want to make sure we have this to where we go with it. I know this is, 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 is as professional as one can get, but that's okay. We're going to do this. Smile because it's always fun to get this done. Um, but in the meantime, what I'm asking for is, so we got FCC. What if someone wants to get a hold of Rebecca Seal? Can we do it through LinkedIn? Yes, please. LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, 
you know, any social media platform or NFCC. I get all of those messages too. NFCC has accounts on all social uh, boards. So there you go. So thank you very much. And so for the tip, basically on your to-do list for this week, everyone needs to reach out to NFCC. Make sure you have as a resource on your website, all of you who are agents who are watching, all who lenders, like she said, banking officials, make sure because you want to have someone who's not you that's you know in the pocket that you can have a third party to endorse to help and get this together because there's always new things coming out and you sitting on a CFPB, you're gonna know the new rules and regulations and what's being adjusted to them because they're different avenues. So I think that's so powerful. So hugs, hugs, Rebecca. I'm so excited. So this is, yes, we can chalk it up. We did it. Um, yeah, and I appreciate you, Desiree. You are an inspiration to me and to so many other people. And I really appreciate you taking on this topic. It's not an easy topic to take on. And I really do appreciate it. And it does fit right in all the principles that. Uh, uh, Doesn't it? Well, thank you for being yeah. part of it. And, and, you know, I know we all are, are juggling 15,000 different balls right now but it's the reality and this is where credit stems you have to go the route and if we don't stay connected and understand that we're here to help each other and, and true passion you can see the conviction we both have it's really about that core essence because if if my mission in in society is my how i measure success if i can the betterment and sustainability of quality of life credit is one of them well so, said thank Thank you very much. So remember, this will be out on YouTube and iTunes if you didn't catch it. Um, and also on our website, I'm Desiree Patno at interb.com. And we're here to help. So we will direct you back to Rebecca and her organization if you call us regarding credit. This is what we do. Um, in addition to all the different great things. So thank you very much. You all have a great week. And uh, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you. All right. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.